Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. But the moment defines you. Critic, yeah, you know. okay. All, right. All right. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast, part one of the New Year's Resolutions Podcast, mm. a pre, maybe a pre-year's resolutions. Mm. That title so needs Resolution work. appetizer. Thank you, Pete. Uh, uh, primer, yeah. a primer. Yeah, primer. We're going to prime the pump here. Um, we have Pete L., we have Jansen, and we have special guest Zach Bussman. He, Zach is, uh, he just has a lot of thoughts about his New Year's resolution, so we have to have him here. Nice, he's man. been he's been requesting. Can we? We're, we're sharing mics, but but Zach, like, welcome back. Thanks for having me. How does it feel to be here? Feels like an honor to be here. Wow. Okay. Well, what was happy. the last pod you were on? It's been a few. Been a few. Him uh, and I did some together. Did yeah, like I know. Three in a row together. Yeah, there were some good ones. That was in probably September. September. So, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Um. All right, so we did one of these podcasts last year. It's called the Golf Resolutions 2022. Mm-hmm. This golf, you know, it's the start of Golf Resolutions 2023. And so what we're going to do in this first episode is we're going to check in on on those resolutions from last year, see how they went, um, and then we're going to kind of set the table for our resolutions. We're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a collaborative process. We're gonna help each other. Um, see where we're coming from, see how our last year of golf went, see where what we want to be focusing on this next year. And then, you know, in the part two, the, the real, that will be our, you know, we'll be making our final decisions, which That's great. hopefully if we do this better, uh, the resolutions will last longer um, <laughs> than last year. Because if you re-listen, it's on the internet for free. You can re-listen to our last episode. It's quite funny because... Um, yeah, I guess we'll get into it now. It was Jansen, Jansen, me, and Steve was on it. Yeah, Pete, Pete Steve was out with was COVID. Yep. Zach, I just don't think was probably not in the state. Um, and so, do you, do you want to give a general? You listen back. Yeah, I listened back to it last night, and it was so fun to listen back to because I feel like this last year, in my mind, has gone by really fast. Like we're already through winter phase one. It's December already. The last couple months have been crazy. You know, we did the renovation here. It's It's been wild, especially from kind of July on, right, or August yeah. on, I feel like. Uh, but listening back to that, I was like, wow, wow, this it really has been kind of a long year. I felt like such – that that podcast to me sounded like it was from 2020. Yeah. Or like 2019. You know what I mean? So, it was yeah, like, wait, I, I was thinking that way like 12 months ago? Because I <laughs> – yeah, so, so a year ago, one of the things I said, I was like – I was happy to say this. I was like, this last year was the first year that I never used a full set of clubs. That was only a year ago that I said that, but I feel like insane. I, I talked I about was, it uh, so much, but yeah. like, oh, because you said you were like, I, was, I used a full set like three times. Yeah, it was like twi- before, two or, or three twice. times the year yeah. before. Because you had like this last year. Stuff, didn't you? you said yeah, you we've talked set. about that yeah. before. If like I regretted but using regret. my full set there, because <laughs> 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 it was the only time I used it that year. So yeah, it's like crazy. Um, but I feel like full set's been like a six-year journey already, yeah. but it's it's not. Yeah. Um, I so so last year, um, just yeah, to uh, yeah. 
clar clarify that. Last year was the first full year that you had to use the half set, and then this is the second year full year. This year, yeah, it's my first full. Yeah, except for two rounds in twenty twenty one. Yeah. It's then, also my first full year. This year was my first full year. Yeah, same. Of half set. But this is what Andy's second yeah. year. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Your other one that I thought was hilarious was that you wanted to keep score three times. Yeah. Well, I did that though, <laughs> and I know you did because we did the um, the pod where we kind of talked about uh, you talked about your Scotland trip and yeah. and a couple of the other things. And the I think the persimmon, the whole persimmon thing this last year really might have taken over some of the resolutions that sure. you might have had. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that we all had. Well, I had had some really stupid resolutions. One of my first ones was was that I would make every putt, that I would never like, oh, yeah, pick up a Oh, yeah, you're going to finish out everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought that would be fun. I don't even think I even attempted it for one round. I had it in me to say it on the pod that that would be a resolution. So... That goes down in history as the worst resolution it was not wow. ever made. Um, zero out of ten for that. Zero, zero out of ten. Um, what about you? Did you have one that? You yeah, did or I didn't said do? that I wanted to play in tournaments, and I, uh, didn't, yep. I didn't even think about playing in a tournament. A couple, <laughs> three tournaments. You said. <laughs> um, I, I no, I had zero desire. Yeah. I I was close to signing up for that pro junior one, but it just it didn't work out with the schedule. It's just like. Why did I think this was a good idea? Yeah. Plus, my mm -hmm. game just—I mean, it was—I played well, but it wasn't sharp. Like, sure. I would—I would have gone out there and been the laughing stock of the place. Yeah, I had um, another one I did was like practice having no thoughts. Like, I guess I was like going for less swing thoughts. I don't know. I give that a five out of ten. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I also said I wasn't going to hit any drivers for the whole year. You said only three wood and only mini driver. Yeah. And I think the what happened, though, after that, like recently after we recorded that podcast, is my mini driver broke. Mm. Oh. So I don't know if, I mean, There's a that was a catalyst to, because I, I used driver every round. It's my best driving year. Well, can you take a, life. I was going to say, can you take a peek into your head back a year ago? Like, why did you say that? Was it because you were driving it poorly the year prior? Or why, why would you want to not well, hit the drivers? The main thing, and I told the story is that i but i wasn't driving it that great okay it wasn't bad but not not a strength and then when i switch whenever i switched to three wood it always like went so much better like mm -hmm. um and pretty far like you far you made an argument in there of like i i'm not convinced that it goes that much further driver yeah. at least for you yeah so like it's interesting so i don't know that's what was coming from we had just played the staff trip at in at lost dunes i no, at Dunes Club, it was like into the wind on hole eight, and I hit my three wood into that, the that little like hazard mm -hmm. thing, but like Rob and Jansen hit driver like thirty yards short of the hazard. Yeah, that's a smoked three wood. To and get it so up I there. didn't understand how that happened. Yeah, so crazy. I was thinking, just like, wow, I felt really confident over that, you know, but it ultimately didn't, you know, didn't pan didn't out. Happen. Yeah. Um, then you actually bought another driver. The persimmon driver you got. Oh yeah, I did buy two drivers a persimmon driver. Yeah, so. so then that was again another <laughs> unexpected yeah. thing, right? Zach, yeah. Zach's uncle died, and we we inherited some of his clubs. So yeah. again, couldn't really plan that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that you know that changed things a little bit as well. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's it. Did you have any, any uh, more that? Yeah, I, I, one of the things that I wanted to be adamant on was was playing more, yeah. and and I definitely did. So I, great, nine out of ten, maybe nine out of nine. Yeah, wow. I mean, I played a lot. Oh, I said I also great. said I wanted three full golf days, three golf days. Oh yeah, and, like, yep. and I day tri- and I, and I second that. And we did uh, one. And we did. We did. Um, uh, Sand Sand Valley, Valley, which was like crazy long day. But then I also went to Scotland, so that counts Scotland. as like ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went up to Wisconsin a couple times. Went yeah. to Grand Rapids. That one t- in Michigan. That was cool. So uh, that one gets ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. My last one was I wanted to be adamant on my my post round mobility, mm-hmm. like taking care of my body. I'm gonna give myself a a in seven and a half, eight out of ten on that one. You did it. Did it. It was, it was what incredible. did you do? Because you said I was like surprised listening back to this. You were like, when I'm done playing golf, I don't want to just go sit on the couch. I want to, you know, take care of myself. Mm. And did, yeah. like, I did. did. Like, what do you do? You go home and you do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I might do it on the couch with like my massage gun, okay. you know, or my foam roller, or yeah. you know, I do do some stretching, or I I would take a shower and then like, you know, the really hot water, like kind of helps relax the muscles and I had to go do my stretching a little bit. It was mm-hmm. just a couple minutes. Some days needed more than others, but okay. uh, I did, like I said in the, the podcast too, I was always good about my prep work, but the post work was, mm-hmm. was really nice. And I, I, I don't, I think I could have done a better job of measuring it, uh, but I felt like it did yeah. a good job, made mm-hmm. a difference. So yeah. my mindset, cool. my mindset one was, was to like embrace the bad things that happen in golf Mm. And I felt I did okay with that. It's too, it's hard. It's just too abstract. A little mm-hmm. vague. You know, listening back, I was like, I kind of want to unsubscribe to this podcast. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's okay. All right, Pete and Zach, what you guys, I know you, you know, you weren't privileged to be on this episode last year. Did you have any kind of goals going into the year? Did you, did you have any New Year's resolutions yourself? Maybe you were, you know, going to go to the gym or, you know, finish, finish watching Lost. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'd never sat down and thought about my golf resolutions. I think because I was gone. But we like wrote them up. I know. Did you I, ever I wasn't any? there for that day that everyone wrote them, and I think I just never wrote them up there. Wow. So my name was never on the wall. <laughs> okay. um, they were literally up for like eleven months. No, I know. Yeah. I had many opportunities to do it. I just yeah. never did, and I never sat down and thought about my golf resolutions. Okay, um, I do uh, with. With my now wife Kate, sit down and talk about our resolutions outside of golf, just general resolutions. Uh, my biggest one was to consistently go to the gym, which I've done. I go about four or five times a week for the last, I don't know, almost 13 months now, which has been good. Just feel better. I think it helps my golf game too. I just you know, have more energy throughout the day, not just <sighs> for golf, but just love for life. That. Spread the word. Um, my other one was to cook twice a week. Um, that was a zero out of 10. I, I probably cooked in, in total this year, like five times, maybe mm-hmm. all of which being like breakfast, which is probably the easiest thing <laughs> to make. So what do you eat for dinner? Well, Kate, thankfully is okay. a great cook. So we have a little deal going. I do all the dishes up. We have a nice little one, two punch going. Um, but Kate's a good cook. So that's okay. what we eat for dinner. Um, and then I make my lunch, but that's not cooking. That's okay. just putting together a boxed lunch. Um, other than that, so I guess I was 0 out of 10 for that and then 10 out of 10 for the first one. Um, golf resolutions, I, I wanted to be committed, fully committed to the half set. I was. Did not play a single round with more than nine clubs. 
which I'm happy about. Was it even hard? No, yeah, it wasn't. Okay. It was. I, I was at that point. I'd already done almost a full year of it. There had been some rounds in mixed in there where it was a full set, but um, I was very used to it. I was comfortable with it. I liked it and enjoyed it. So it was easy to just kind of fully go in headfirst to it. I don't see myself going back anytime soon. So um, that's a. I would give that a nine point five or ten out of ten. Um, and then I. I guess for putting. Uh, that would be my one like mechanic or like one piece of the game that I really wanted to focus on, and I wanted to actually like. I never, I had never. I'd always just accepted that my putting was either really good or really bad. Like that's just what it was. It was very. I'm a very streaky putter, um, and I kind of finally sat down and talked to some coworkers, talked to some friends, kind of figured out what what was going on, what they saw, um, and what their thoughts were on it, and kind of. I wouldn't say revamped my stroke, but gave a little more freedom to it. And that ended up being a a good move for me. So, um, yeah. So I'd give myself a B, a B flat on, on the year for resolutions. A B flat? Yeah. Like a musical note? No, just a B. Okay. Not a B minus, not a B plus. Okay. Just a, yeah. Just B, a B. B flat, B sharp. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty, right. I felt good about it. Great. Congrats. Thank you. Zach, did you did you do any? You know, did you write out the sheet? I, I did. yeah, I wouldn't call them resolutions, but I I made some goals. Okay, and I didn't really set a great foundation. I didn't think to like actually achieve those goals, but I did have some goals. So let's talk through it. One of them was to have uh, my first ever under par round. Okay, and I got off to a really good start this year. So I was feeling confident that that was coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another goal was just to um, lighten up a little more on the golf course. Okay. Small little thing, which I think I did do. Great. And what else? Um, my game-wise, just continuing to work on my attack angle and my irons from the previous year. Because uh, the end of 2021 got really good with my irons finally, really compressing the ball and um, just being much more consistent with my irons, especially long irons than I had ever experienced before. And I carried that into 2022 pretty nicely. And then I thought I was in a great place with my game and I kind of stopped practicing and I thought that I was good to go, and I wasn't. And there's reasons. <laughs> well, there's other reasons why. Do you listen to this podcast? I like stopped, or, but yeah. okay. You know. Oh, also, I I played without a full set the entire year as well. Wow. Nice. Wow. I did. Uh, not to your guys' degree, but okay. I don't think I ever played with. I definitely didn't ever play with more than twelve, and currently have eleven. It's mm. a good number. Early on, there were definitely some rounds where I was in the single digits. Yeah, we'll, you went we'll, crazy we'll call it, with some clubs. You we'll went, call you it went nine to like or eight. five iron, nine iron, pitching wedge, sand wedge. Or, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I tried yeah. to really over. Uh, I tried to really like critically think <laughs> make, every make club, up for lost time, <laughs> every club in the bag yeah. for the course and to you know have just what i needed for what i yeah. thought i needed yeah. for that round oh great yeah. did you learn anything did you learn anything from that 
experience? I think it's good to have, if you're going to go with the irons, it's good to have uh, like every other Consistent. more. Good gapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good gapping. But it's it's fun to play around with that stuff, though, you know? Yeah. I found myself caring less about the score as the year went on, I felt like. Was that a a resolution of yours? It was not a a goal going in. It just sort of happened. Um, Going back to the, maybe the, like, spirituality of golf podcast Mm. that we had. Yeah. um, Sort of kicked that into gear even more towards the end of the year for me. Okay. Oh. Mm. I would I I kind of agree with that too, Zach. Like I I could care less. Like the last half of the year, what I shot, it was more like, can I just go get through a round and feel like I hit shots that I wanted to hit? Like feel like I was uh, the player I wanted to be out there versus posting a number. And it was, I I would say I definitely started the season with like, oh my game feels great. Like let's go post a number. And it was definitely the opposite after after that oh this is so crazy. fun i mean i definitely cared more about my score this year than in years year past previous. right and yeah. you guys cared a lot like yeah. wow it has flipped it mm. wow i really lost my desire for practicing too oh no during the middle of the year yeah just kind of i don't want to say didn't care about golf or my swing but really just not on my mind. Okay, you got a little and that's all right. burnt out. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, it to, so. easy to get burned out, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, so what would you give yourself? What rating would you give yourself for last year? Just your goals. Did you break par? You didn't. Did not break par. How would you give yourself? Had some what great... Would you, how would you rate that had goal? multiple rounds where it was on the table, but just couldn't finish it yeah. off, you know? Are you... I mean, I guess we'll get to it. Is that is that still of interest to you, or is kind of has that interest passed? Like, do you want? It is still of interest okay. to me because it's something I've never done, yeah. and I th- think it's achievable for myself. Yeah. I, absolutely. I just was wondering if you want any advice or help because we could talk about it maybe next episode. Like, <laughs> you would sure. like, text me when on like hole twelve, be like, "No, I know. I'm too up on Steve," and then. Has to. I has just to know it, how it's gonna end. Has to bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fine. It's fine. But I just we're just, we're here to help. I mean, Jansen would tell you the same thing, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, Stay present. Stay yeah. present. <laughs> um, so rate a rating like B, B minus, B flat, B flat, no. B sharp, B minus. All right, B minus. Okay. Um. Great. Wow, it's good. Lighten up on the course? Definitely lightened up on the course. Great. How'd you do that? I had some really bad rounds, scoring horrible rounds. A um, couple mem- that come to mind were with Steve, <laughs> like just me and Steve out there. And I was like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> it's fine. Like, oh. I'm just, out here, my boy Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that came about. I don't think I. I just didn't care as much about the score. I think that really yeah. lightened me up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's great. Um, all right, so let's let's kind of set the table for you know for our New Year's resolutions that are coming up. I'm uh, I'm curious in kind of two questions. One would be like, what are your? We'll start with like your influences. You know, think think of it like a band. You know, like Coldplay was influenced by like Radiohead. Sure. Tells you. 
you yeah. too. It tells you a little bit about where they're coming from. Um, so for you guys, like what, like what are your, your like current influences? This could be, you know, past memories of golf that are formative. Mm. Also could be things that, you know, just keep popping into your head. Like what, what's, um, you know, things that maybe are important to you. Um, and so on. Who would like to go first? Jansen? Go right we'll ahead, just go Pete. in the same order. We'll okay, go in the same okay, order. Okay. We'll go in the All same right. order. Um, <laughs> I did not want to go first. Uh, my current influences on kind of where I'm at, the more I reflect on some of my fondest memories on the golf course, I always have, you know, family or friends involved uh, at, at a place that's maybe special to us, right? Or a course that we enjoy playing. So for example, going up to, to, um, Sand Valley is always a great memory because we always have just the best time out there as a staff or, or with friends going up there. And, uh, I've taken my dad up there too, which is, which was a fun trip to do a couple years ago and, uh, or Spring Valley, right? Like going to the, going to that little course and playing some fun matches with the staff or, uh, maybe a family family golf trip. So uh, those are those are always fun. And then I also think my fondest memories are, are things that were maybe the most difficult things that I was able to overcome or have a really fond experience through. So um, like going through uh, like things that make you things that maybe make you nervous, like a like a swing change that you're trying to commit to the first time out, you know, or um, play, playing around a golf with broken clubs, you know, or just like things like that, where it's like, Hey, it's, it's okay when a bump in the road comes or you're feeling a way that you've never felt before and embracing that challenge. Sure. So the, those are always things like that pop up in my memories of like, Hey, you actually, you actually have handled things like this before, mm. you know, how did you cope with it? So, um, I would say yeah. always looking for a challenge, but maybe in a, more unique way than just trying to go, I don't know, do something crazy. You know, sure. I don't, yeah. it's hard to put words to it, but it's yeah. cool. Like the persimmon's any, a good challenge, you know, that's, sure. that's do, an example from last year. Do you have any people that come to mind that you would consider influences on your golf life or golf game? Uh, my dad, for sure, all the time. He's kind of the guy who got it, got me going in it. Uh, my granddad as well. Um, I would say... I mean, everybody here at the golf practice, I mean, y'all have been a huge part of my life and, uh, you know, coming out of college and, and being here and learning and surrounding myself with people that are way more knowledgeable than me and learning mm -hmm. from them, uh, is great. So, so I would say everybody here, certainly, uh, I wouldn't say there's like any pros or people that I like look up to or like, I mean, Tiger School, Spieth's my boy, but like, I'm not trying to swing mm -hmm. like Spieth you know, or anything like that. Yeah. Cool. Pete, how about you? Influences, memories, where are you, where are you coming from? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one was, is, um, Peter Jans, Canal Shores. That's where I learned to play the game. I went to middle school, you know, a block away from there. And that's all the first rounds I ever played were at that course. And, um, holds a special place in my heart as you guys know I've talked about that on the podcast before um as far as like I mean I, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago but 
Um, nobody in my immediate family plays golf, so I don't have, you know, I've played with my dad quite a bit, but he's not a big golfer. He maybe plays once a year, twice a year. Um, he certainly has influ helped me influence or helped influence me on my, um, you know, behavior on the golf course. He's a very mild mannered guy, very respectful. Doesn't, he's not super competitive, so he doesn't really, you know, he's not expressive in a negative or positive way on the golf course, just likes, likes to go out and have fun. So I've tried to take some things away from him in that regard. My grandfather, his father, um, who I'm actually seeing in a couple weeks is a big golfer. He lives down in Florida. He's probably the biggest influence personally, um, on my golf game. Um, and then as far as like professionally, like the reason I got into golf was, uh, the big cat, LT gray. Um, you know, that's, Growing up watching him on TV was, you know, a very, I don't know, emotion-inducing experience. Like, if you really liked golf and you were into it and you followed him, you got to see every shot he hit, and he was winning, you know, what felt like every week, um, especially some of his more exciting moments in, like, big-time major championships. Those kind of still um, stick out in my head. I, I can remember just about everything about, you know, the mid to late 2000s. Um and his like competitiveness and fire that that got me um that got me fired up for lack of a better term so um but yeah those those people in my life for sure had an influence you guys like you said Jansen I think starting in the golf business working for Pete Peter Donahue in the summers uh when I was in college that had a huge influence on me for sure um and then now working here full time working with you guys being around the game being around you guys has uh certainly had an influence on me but um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, I think a unique road just because like I said, I, I kind of picked the game up on my own. Um, it wasn't something that was forced on me, even not, not just forced on me. That sounds kind of negative, but you know, passed down to me, like maybe you Jansen from yeah, your dad sure. mm -hmm. or you Andy or you Zach. So, um, I think that part of why I'm so attached to the game is because I chose it. You know, I played all, every other sport growing up. Golf wasn't a sport that I liked as a little kid. Um, but as I kind of gave it a second, third, and fourth chance, I, I kind of fell in love with the game. And because it was my own decision, I think is why it's been so lasting and will be for, you know, for the foreseeable future. So, well, there you go. Zach, how about you? Um, when it comes to influences, uh, this podcast is definitely a big influence for me currently. That's like a current ongoing influence. Sick. Yeah, like why? You know? Can you say more? Because you guys talk about golf in the coolest way, and you go so deep into stuff, and the topics are are interesting, and it's and it just so mind-inducing, and I love the philosophical podcasts that you guys have, and, you know, you guys are so into golf, and I care about what you guys have to say, and looking up sort of at... at you guys as great coaches and great players and I just but also it, I find it's entertaining to listen to the pod I, I listen to the I just I listen to it all the time so yeah it definitely has influence on me um, going back though like getting introduced to the game that was that was definitely my my uncle who passed away and I just remember one summer I was probably about 10 maybe 11 and every weekend my uncle and my dad would play 18 holes and we'd play a different course 
every weekend. And like my uncle Paul would kind of take care of everything, like where we're going to play and everything. We'd always have lunch after. And it was so cool to see my uncle and my dad as brothers just talking and stuff about whatever. And, and I'm there, you know, for the ride. Yeah, and I, I wasn't awesome. very good, but it was so cool that it was so cool seeing my uncle because on the golf course, he was the first the f- player, the first person I ever saw strike a golf ball and like the ball go really far, like in person, yeah. you know, seeing what golf could be. And, you know, um, yeah, like just looking back at that, it was, it was incredible because... You know, he he got older and stuff, and towards the end, like, he wasn't hitting the ball like that anymore. But I'm glad I got to see it, yeah. and just that summer especially. But then, then now I feel like I am influenced by him every day because I think about him more now than I ever thought about him when he was alive. And like, I have all of his putters at my house just laying there, and I pick them up and I hit some putts on uh, my mat, this mat that I have, you know, so, but just learning after, like, he passed about, um, like, how much golf meant to him and everything like that, it's just kind of reinvigorated um, me, and it's really cool that I had someone in my family that that cared about golf, you know, more than I do, and in deeper level than I do, and I'm still trying to understand that, and I think I realized, like, I... I love this game more than just the score. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely looking at that. And then Tiger has been an enormous... Big cat. (laughs) An enormous impact. Um, Just such a big fan. Have watched him since I started playing golf. And he's my number one. Like Pete, I've seen every tournament, every shot. Used to get up at 3 a.m. to watch him play uh, in Dubai, you know, for those tournaments. <laughs> like, I watched him go against Robert Rock and lose. I was up at 3 a.m. <laughs> like, just any time he was on, I was watching. I wouldn't miss a shot. So, I mean, yeah, Tigers had enormous impact. Still does. I still hold the hope for more moments to come hopefully hopefully fingers hopefully crossed. all right that's awesome um that's a really cool thing you said zach like the first person you saw strike a ball that like captivated you i'm trying to think of like the first person i saw i don't i don't know i'm gonna have to do some digging but you know it could have been just a random guy on the first driving range i went to and i just see you know you walk down the town and you're like Oh my! Like you just watch every ball fly, and you're like, "Oh my God, what what produced that?" Yeah, like it's, I, it's really fascinating. I had never, I had never been on the golf course before, yeah. so I never really, or the driving range. So it was really, yeah, that's just so see, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, like my dad taught me how to play, or sort of introduced me to playing golf. Um, and his, like my first golf memory is like we were playing at this course and like Lutzen, like northern Minnesota, and it was like, I was little, and he hit like this pitching match on this downhill par three or something, so it felt like it stayed in the air forever, and it was like, you know, a similar thing of like seeing that shot that, yeah, like, oh, wow, that's, po- like, that's, didn't even know it was like a possibility what yeah. just happened, so that's, I, I would say that's 
part of influence my other influence my dad he would always be like score like i don't know he's always like just like golf is f- supposed to be for fun it's not for keeping score so that like we would keep score sometimes but uh the, um so that influenced me i think for like better and for worse because like yeah. it, uh, you know <laughs> you know what i mean like so like i feel like i could have been better faster when i was littler if i was like encouraged to do so a little bit um but that's fine. Like for whatever reason, like basketball and baseball were like more my sports and it was like trying to do better in those, make the team. But like golf was just not comp- not a competitive thing, which yeah. I, I, I enjoy that aspect of it now. So, um, but that's still, that's still there. Um, I think Peter Donahue's other influence, just helping. He's like opened my mind to like all that golf could be beyond just like a game 100 percent. um and so that uh, i talked about it before but definitely influence and then uh my last my recent influence is it's not on the same level as my dad peter donahue but a todd dempsey podcast that pete and i did um specifically when when pete asked todd about he's like how how do you you know, talk to people who kind of like criticize you for, <laughs> for playing That's a persimmon. And, and Todd was just like, well, I just, I just don't really like respond to those people. I don't really, I don't really talk to them. <laughs> and I it don't. was like, it, I, I mean, my personality, my mind always goes to like finding the explanation for everything and exploring about things and learning things. And I just, I think he has a more enlightened approach of just like, I'm going to do this thing that, that I like to do. And, I don't really care what other people think about it mm-hmm. or say about it. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I've got a, that's, that's like, I would say that's a recent influence that I'm thinking about a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a cool perspective. That was a fun podcast to listen to. And he's a, he's, he's a pretty relaxed guy. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, it's, it, he's just so, he's like, those are cheater clubs. I know you make these and I love them. It's like, just mm-hmm. so matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, last question for this episode. Um, a good, like, a good exercise people could do in their lives is, guess, like, think back over your past day, like what you did yesterday, and like, if you could do it over again, like, would you do anything different? And like, and that's a way of just reflecting and then planning. So I want to take that exercise to the past year of golf, if we can, think through. It's kind of the big, maybe the big moments of your last year. What, um, is there anything overall that like really worked for you that you're hoping to bring to the next year? And then is there anything that maybe you wish, you know, you had to do over on that, you know, you're going to think about a little bit this, this coming year? Yes. Uh, looking back last year, we, we, one thing we didn't talk about was our themes Uh, that we had, right? You were the year of me. Yep which I thought was a good one. Mine was uh, the year of playing, but mm-hmm. it quickly changed to the year of the player. Mm. And I, I think that theme I really embraced. And anytime maybe mm. I was hesitating on booking a tea time or like, oh, you know, it's a little chilly out or, oh, you know, it's a little bit of an extra drive or, yeah. you know, it just mm-hmm. like any little negative excuse of like sure. not to book it. I say, is that what the year of the player would do? Hell no. no. <laughs> so I, you know, I really, I tried to embrace it and I, um, it gave me, I don't know, just like a, a sense of confidence and kind of identity of like, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go, I'm going to go play because I'm a yeah. player. And uh, I thought 
that was, you know, if somebody can could think about their theme or have an identity that they can kind of tap into whenever they are hesitant about mm-hmm. something, I think is uh, a cool thought process to go through. I think mine last year just kind of aligned with what my goals were of playing more, but I think that's my goal for this next resolution is what's a theme that I could have that mm-hmm. creates the same spark. Um, so I think I would encourage listeners to do that. Uh, any regrets that I have? Like for me, I, I'd written down uh, that I didn't play Spring Valley or Canal Shores this year. <laughs> wow. I, I played Spring Valley mm-hmm. like very, very early on in the spring, but like I didn't play it in the summer at all. Uh, so, you know, those are special places. Canals, uh, canals, about the change big time and uh i i kind of wish i'd i'd gone one one final loop around it i think we'll get a chance this, this I, spring yeah i think we'll, we'll get a couple chances too i don't think yeah. it'll start so so help me hold me accountable i will boys absolutely go go take one final lap around there because that's that's a special place to me i mean moving up here and living sure. next to that for for three years was is a cool place regrets i you know regret maybe trying to get a little too technical you know, in the middle of summer, I, I don't know. That's it. That could be it, though. I don't know. Just get, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I kind of go down these technical rabbit holes that just really don't matter sometimes. And it's, it just seems like it's always like a waste of two weeks. So I think uh, just trying to always look at big picture before I start thinking about things sure. or videoing my swing that it's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really need to do that. So I, was, I would say those are my only regrets. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, as I mentioned, you know, in our year in review podcast a few weeks ago, um, overall really good good year on the golf course, both, you know, in just pure enjoyment, but also in, in performance. Um, I think I made a conscious effort to be less technical in my full swing, and I, I did just that. You know, I was more of a feel player, I think, again, back to the half set that kind of forces you to be that at times, uh, which is why I think it's so, it resonates so well with me. Um, but that was the opposite with my short game, you know, growing up, I, that was my strength was around the greens. I just was, uh, I'm not going to call myself quite a magician, but you know, that was my strength. You know, I was just feel, I was a feel player. I was not afraid of any shot. Um, which this year I was afraid of several pitch shots and chip shots. Um, I wasn't afraid over a, you know, a four iron from 220, but I was afraid of like a pretty standard pitch shot out of a tight lie, maybe. Um, so, and I got, and I think part of the reason is I was too technical. You know, I had too many thoughts going through my brain. I'd asked too many questions to too many different people. Yeah. And it we're got, in hard, we're in a hard spot as coaches in that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have so much information. Let me try that. Right. You know, and, and, and a lot of the times tough. it helps. Like it's helped with my putting. It's helped. Yeah. Andy was helping me the other day with my, with my irons. And I just think like it, that's a, a huge asset that we have, uh, where we work is that we have, you know, people at our disposal to bounce ideas off of, ask questions too. But I think I just gone too far down the, you know, quote unquote rabbit hole with my, with my pitching. And I just, you know, was too technical. So, um, if I could go back and do it over again, I'd treat my whole the whole bag the way I treated my full swing. Um, just play by feel. Maybe the year of the artist. I don't know. I'll kind of workshop that a little bit. But um, you know, again, back to what I mentioned earlier with Tiger. Like that was what was so cool about him is like he wasn't afraid to do crazy things with the golf ball, mm-hmm. and and he's not afraid to hit a four iron from 15 feet 
at the Masters last yeah. year. Whether that was the right decision or not, that's not a what you would call maybe a um, a normal sure. dis- club decision. So, yeah, I'd like to be more feel based and more just less less technical with the whole bag. Um, so if I could go back and change that, that's what I would change. Great, Zach. Great stuff. Uh, a couple things I would say that I could have done better were um, not neglecting the short game. Mm. I didn't spend much time at all during the whole season on my short game. I just would play rounds and expect it to be decent enough. I feel like I'm streaky with the short game. Sometimes I get in, in zones where I'm really, really solid, and but then... I, I have rounds where pretty simple shots are just not getting that close and not landing the ball where I want, not hitting it with the trajectory that I had in my mind on what the shot was going to yeah. be, just just off, you know? So I should have spent more time on that. And rather than just block practice with my irons. But, um, yeah, so I, I think I sort of had a lack of direction overall with my practice. Not sure it was. A good way to sum it up. Could have been more productive. Could have had more thought put in before the what the practice session is going to be. Sure. Um, but I don't think I re- regret that. I don't regret anything though. Overall, because yeah, you still had the goal of like I don't really one regret of the main anything. ones was like yeah. my irons and my attacking yeah. go right, and so like you definitely put a lot of time into that. But yeah, like and you're the, saying right, some of the other areas might have lacked as a result of that so yeah and I, and I think it goes back to just being a little burnt out too I mean lack of enthusiasm about the game so there there's more going on than than just you know didn't practice efficiently enough or how productive it could have been you know maybe I didn't I don't feel like I always wanted to put in that effort sure it wasn't always like at the forefront of my mind working on my game mm-hmm. so it's not a regret, but I do see how I I could have practiced, you know, better. Sure. Um, my my regret is any round I played without clarity for my purpose, like what I was kind of doing there. Um, we had we had that round at Cog Hill, um, you know, and and <laughs> yes. I just like didn't. Yeah. I wasn't like ready to play that course. Like I hadn't practiced. I didn't know what sh- what I was going to hit off t- on tee shots, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. And I and then I just like man. went to it, just like hope hoping to do well, but also not expecting to do well. And it's just like in this like murky area of like what what it was. What are we actually like? Am I really here just to like have fun and hit shots, or am I trying to like score a decent score at a championship course? Like I just didn't have that sorted out and it like turned out into a day that just like didn't end out as well as you know maybe it could have otherwise um but overall the year you know i said and you know in last year's podcast i was hoping to embrace like the inconsistency of golf and when i said that it was really in the mind of like all the surprises and all like the bad things that come and happen to golf but actually like the year was like my best year of golf i shot my best scores i shot I played in Scotland or I wasn't like planning to do that. And so the inconsistency was actually that things were like way better than expected. So yeah. that's, that's going to influence, you know, my resolutions for the year, which we'll talk about on the next one. 
Um, but it was just interesting that, you know, you always think about, you think about mental or approach to the game. It's like, oh, golf is so hard. It's so scary. It's like there's, there's all these things that can happen to you and you have to prepare for them and you have to get ready. But also like some really cool things can happen uh, with golf as well. And so I think that's part of it too. So uh, that's, that's my year. That's what I'm got. I'm going to go take, I'm going to ponder these things. Hope you guys really reflect. Um, and then we'll be back. We'll be back in a couple weeks yeah. with, with in a week with our new year's resolutions pod and we'll put, we'll put pen <laughs> to paper. Um, <laughs> all right. See you guys. All right. Then. We'll see you in a week. See you in a week. Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment.